Well, good evening. Welcome to our memorial light-up service as we at Carmen kick off a new season in the church as we step into Advent and prepare our hearts and our homes and our lives for the coming of Christmas later on. Just a couple of announcements to draw your attention to. Um, there were only a few bulletins at the back. Um, if you want more information, go to our website or uh, on some of these things. But just to draw your attention to a few things, uh, next Sunday is our White Gift Sunday, where we will collect items and money to help support Christmas cheer, to support families in our community. On December 17th, we'll have communion here in the church, and then on Christmas Eve, on the 24th, we will only have a 7 p.m. service that night. There will be no 11 a.m. service on Christmas Eve. It was nice to see the town lit up again last night after a year of hiatus for the uh, old, what was it, old time Christmas festival, is that what they called it? And uh, this was handed to me before I came in. Uh, New Deal, Sydney Mines Christmas Festival 2023, best overall float that we won last night. So good job, everybody. We've had a busy week of decorating. We were here on Thursday, Thursday night decorating the church, and then Saturday morning, their elves were at it again, decorating a float, and it's good to see all everybody coming together for that. Again, it's good to see you all here tonight as we step into this new season. After the service, you're invited to remain in our, to go to the church hall for a light snack. I think there's some sweets out there, some tea and coffee, so please, please, uh, you're welcome to stay after the service. Any other announcements to share tonight? What am I forgetting? Nothing? Wow. <laughs> Let's just take a moment to prepare our hearts to worship our God. Good evening. This evening, we begin our journey towards Christmas. It is a time of eager anticipation, a time of hope, as we await the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. We hear the words of the prophet Isaiah, calling the nations to watch for his coming. It shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established as the highest of the mountains and shall be lifted up above the hills and all the nations shall flow to it and many peoples shall come and say, Go to the mountain of the Lord, to the hosts of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us his ways and that we may walk in his paths. Far out of Zion shall go the law, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between the nations, and shall decide disputes for many peoples, and they shall beat their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. O house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. Let us pray. Lord God, we watch and wait for the coming Messiah. In this season of hope, may you bless our hearts as we seek and yearn for the Savior of the world. Let your light shine among us, precious Lord. Amen.
invite you to remain standing as we sing together, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. join our hearts in prayer. God, as we come on this holy night, we welcome the season of Advent, the season of preparation as we await the celebration of the Christ child, the child you sent among us to save the world. Lord, be with us this night as we honor loved ones and also turn our hearts to you. Bless our time of worship and fellowship, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Let us continue singing as we sing People Look East.
please be seated. Good evening. The scripture tonight is from Mark 13, verses 24 to 27. In the days after the time of trouble, the sun will grow, will grow dark, the moon will no longer shine, the stars will fall from heaven, and the powers in space will be driven from their courses. Then the Son of Man will appear coming in the clouds with great power and glory. He will send the angels out to the four corners of the earth to gather God's chosen people from one end of the earth, from one end of the world to the other. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Let us pray. Lord, we come tonight to be with one another and to seek more of you. And so, Lord, as we gather our hearts together for your word for us, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, you who are our rock, our strength, and our redeemer. Amen. I'm going to start off by saying I'm not going to lie. It's been a rough couple of weeks for me physically. For those who don't know, two weeks ago last night, I was struck by a truck trying to cross Main Street. I am incredibly lucky to, be, to have the ability to literally walk away from the accident. But at the same time, while it appears, it appears nothing is broken, I have been living in pain. Some days are better than others, some hours are better than others. Depends on how well I'm taking care of myself, partly to make sure I'm pacing myself, to make sure my body gets the rest that it needs. The night I was struck, I was home, resting, and I reached out to friends that I knew would pray for me immediately. And I was texting one friend over and over. We talked for quite a while, and after a while, I finally asked, how are you? And they said, well, I have a cold, but who am I to complain when you were literally hit by a truck? It's okay to laugh. <laughs> Which kind of brought to mind the old saying, you know, when we're sick and feeling unwell, I feel like I've been hit like a hit by a truck. And I have to say now that now that I've actually experienced it, it's not quite the same. <laughs> I can't say that I've had a cold or a flu or illness bad enough to equate what I experienced on that night two weeks ago or in the weeks following. And of course, this just hasn't affected me. It's affected Bev, who watched helplessly as, I was, as she saw the truck hit me. I can imagine it affected the driver somewhat. I mean, they both saw it. Bev saw me hit. Uh, he saw my face. I didn't get to watch it. What I remember is the, the, the truck coming at me. I remember the impact and I remember rolling on the ground afterwards. In a way, the psychological impact is probably less impactful for me than it is for them. But I live with the physical reminders of that night. For how long, I have no idea. All this to say, you never know what's going to happen. Every day is different. Every day carries risks that we may never ever know about. And most of those days, we are lucky to avoid those risks. Life is uncertain. But over the last couple of weeks, I've determined that there is one thing that is certain. And that's God's love for us. Tonight, we're celebrating a new season in the church. Technically, we're starting a week early. But that's okay. We want to get our usual traditions in before Christmas Eve. And we've, we want to get these traditions, we want to honor these traditions that we've built over the years. And tonight being one of those that we inherited from Florence. And that is our light up service as we start the season of Advent. This is a service of significant importance as we do two things. The first is we begin to prepare for Christmas. Because that is what Advent is all about. It is about preparation, it is about waiting, it is about keeping watch as we await the arrival of the Christ child. The second thing we do is acknowledge that this season is not always easy because some people are missing from our lives at this time of year. In our own family traditions, we enjoy the time together, but we also dearly miss those who are no longer with us to enjoy these traditions, be part of these traditions, whether they be parents or spouses or siblings or children or friends. There are moments in these, this month that can be difficult for some of us. And so we come tonight in this new season to honor them. And a little bit later in the service, we'll light our memorial tree and remember the lights that these loved ones were in our lives. And maybe we ask for God's strength and comfort as we journey onward without them 
at the table. When we pick up in our reading from the Gospel of Mark, Jesus has just finished warning everyone of signs that will show what it will be like at the end of times, before he returns. Jesus warns of of false prophets. He warns of people claiming to be the Messiah or the Savior of the world. He warns of nations going to war. He warns of natural disasters. He warns of famine. He warns of the betrayal of family and friends. He warns of how dreadful it will be for people, especially mothers and children. He also warns that faithful people will be prosecuted. And he encourages everyone to continue to be faithful witnesses right up to the very end. He says also, pray that this does not happen in winter, because then it's going to be awful for everyone involved. And then we turn to the news of recent weeks. We see the continuation of wars and new ones spring up. We see natural disasters of volcanoes and earthquakes and fires. We see children and mothers suffering needlessly. We see people coming forward to say, I can save the world from all the suffering. Yet we know from their recent history that they cannot and that their lives are full of sin. And a lot of this just happened in the last month. And here we are entering winter in many of these places, including the land that Jesus called home, including the land where he spoke these words that we read tonight. A place of war, where families and children and women and men and people of different nations are suffering greatly as they are bombarded relentlessly. Now, I'm not one of those people who claim that we're living in the end times. Sure, life is not great everywhere. There's a lot of suffering in our world right now, but, but there is hope. There are people suffering, yes, but there are also people helping. There are wars, yes, but there are also people calling for peace. There's hunger, but there are people who are feeding others. And I would argue that the church is nowhere being, nowhere near being persecuted like Jesus was describing, no matter what some Christians claim. We're not being thrown in jail. We're not being killed. We're not suffering at the hands of government. The fact that we are here tonight in this church is a testament to the fact that there is still a place for the Christian church in the world and that we are free to worship as we see fit, without fear. There is still hope. There is still hope because of what Jesus says next in his gospel. There's hope because of him. There's hope because people still follow him. There's hope because Jesus promises he will return. The fact that he is yet to return shows us that the world is not quite as bad as we might think it is. Yes, it is bad, but it's not to the point where Jesus needs to come back on his own to save us. We are still here. The church is still here. And we are the hands and feet of Christ in the world today. And because we are still here, because the church still exists, there is hope. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Sure, we have our appointments in the calendar We may have our plans, but in the end, anything can happen, right? Just like I didn't expect to be hit by a truck in the middle of the street on a quiet November night as my wife and I just walked up to see the cenotaph one more time before the crosses were taken down. For some of us, we didn't expect going into Advent and Christmas without having a loved one at our table, whether that be for the first time this year or maybe we're still missing them from years gone by. This is kind of a strange season that we're entering into. It's a season that is full of expectation and joy and happiness. It's a season where we seek to chase away the darkness with sparkling lights and decorations. 
but it's also a season which causes stress. It is a season that causes people to mourn the stress of trying to keep up with the joy and the happiness when all we really might want to do is to sit in that darkness and grieve our losses. There's nothing wrong with any of this. There's room for both of these in Advent. There's room for celebration and there's room for sadness. And how much you observe of either of them is totally up to you. There's no right way to emotionally go through Advent and Christmas. Whatever you need to do to celebrate or to mourn is totally up to you. Jesus said in our gospel, said, now learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. Even so, when you see these things happen, you know that it is near. It is right at the door. Hope is near. Even on the darkest, coldest nights, hope is near. Jesus also says later on in that chapter of Mark 13, he says, keep watch. Keep watch because no one will know the day or the hour when he returns. Keep watch because he will come at an unexpected time. Keep watch because he is always near in one way or another. How I managed to walk away from my accident, I may never know. But I thank God for the opportunity to keep on going. How we continue on, we were missing loved ones at the table, people who were so important to us, it's tough too. But we thank God for the years that we had together and for the opportunity to keep their memories alive. My friends, Jesus is near. And in this season of Advent, as we prepare for the celebration of the birth of the Christ child, we acknowledge Jesus is near. And we trust in his promise that he will return. And until that day comes, we continue to follow him. We continue to love him. And we continue to serve him as followers of his way. Amen. Let's sing a hymn. How about the first Noel?
And now I would like Ruby to come up and light our memorial tree for us. Let us sing together Silent Night. Please be seated. I invite you to join me in a time of prayer. Let us pray. Almighty God, we gather on this night with so many things going through our minds at times. And so, Lord, we ask that as we enter into this new season, that you would give peace to our minds. That you would bring patience to our minds. And to bring hope. Lord, we see the news. We see the pain and the suffering of so many people in this world. People, innocent victims in the middle of wars. We see people who are hungry. We see people who are cold. We see people who are fleeing from danger, whether it's natural disasters or from acts of war and violence. And Lord, we hear your words in Scripture to keep watch, to be patient, to serve and to love. And so, Lord, we pray that we are able to be faithful 
in our service to one another through love and companionship on this journey. And Lord, for some of us, it is a conflicting month that is coming ahead for us. With so many emotions that we carry. The desire to be happy and joyful and excited, coupled with the feeling of loss that many of us feel at this time of year. As we go on with traditions without key figures in our lives. And so, Lord, we lift these people up to you, the people we love. And we ask for your comfort in these days. We ask for your permission to mourn when we need to mourn, to laugh when we need to laugh, to cry when we need to cry, and to call for help when we need that help. Lord, we ask that you be with us through these days. To be with us in our joy and to be with us also in our sorrow. To be with those who are suffering in this world. We pray especially tonight for the Gaza Strip. The place where Jesus walked. That is a war zone. With people suffering and dying needlessly. We pray for the Ukraine. That again, where people are dying and suffering. And Lord, there are other places of war and conflict in this world. And we pray for peace to come. Lord, as we gather this night, we lift up to you the prayers of our hearts and offer them to you. Lord, we pray that your presence is always near and that we experience it personally through your spirit, but also through those who are around us as we lift each other up, as we carry our burdens together, and as we love and serve with joy as, your, as followers of your way. So Lord, bless us this night. Bless those we have prayed for and bless this world which you have created and given to us to watch over. Be with us, Lord, we pray, in the name of Jesus, who taught us to pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. As we continue to do the Lord's work together in this place, we give to God the blessings that he, a portion of the blessings he has given to us. Our offering will now be received.
Let us pray. On this special night, we give on our loved ones and in honor of Jesus Christ among us. Bless these gifts, O Lord, that they may do your work in the world around us. Amen. Our final hymn tonight is Lo, He Comes with Clouds Descending. Cries go up, O come quickly, Lord Jesus Christ. O come, O come quickly. We are entering into the season of waiting and preparing, preparing our homes, preparing our hearts to receive the gift born in the major in just around a month's time. So let's go. Let's go and prepare our hearts, our homes, and our 
community to receive the gift from God that is given to all. Let us go in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God in each and every one of us, now and forever. Amen. Amen.